How to stop looking at porn for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man that you are. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach. I've been coaching guys on this for several years now, have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that, and I use this podcast to share what I've learned. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn. All right. Hey, guys. Got a short one for you here today. And we just got a new dog this week, so I thought I would talk about some things that are good parallels for teaching these kind of concepts, and I thought it'd be kind of fun, too. So um, we got a new dog on Saturday, Sunday, on Sunday, and he's uh, a Weimaraner. He's eight months old. He's got short fur. He's got a gray coat, if you don't know what that breed looks like, and he's just perfect. (laughs) I love dogs, and we've been looking at getting one for a while, and um, he's just the right dog for us. Anyway, it's been such a blessing already, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled about him. He's right here by me, actually. I I thought it'd be fun to have him be by me while I do this particular episode. The reason I'm going to talk about him and lessons we can learn from him about quitting porn is because he's actually a dog with a history of having a porn problem, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so funny. He So uh, basically, when we look at our own human brain, um, we've got this lower, it's a really simple way to break it down is we've got a lower part of our brain and an upper part of our brain, okay? The lower part is um, where it's older evolutionarily speaking, it's it's uh, more like an animal brain or even like a dog brain, similar, right? Some similarities. And then uh, we've got our upper brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, and that's where <coughs> our it's our executive brain, right? Um, and I'll, I'll talk more about what they each do it, as a refresher here, but if you ever feel like you're wanting to look at porn, but then part of you really isn't, and you're like disagreeing with yourself, and you have that urge and craving coming on strong, feels strong, can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to allow and process them, and um, but then part of you's like, no, I don't want to do it, but then right, uh, maybe you find yourself still doing it, and this happens not just with porn, but with sugar, with flour, with alcohol, with drugs, with gaming with all sorts of things right um and so the lower brain is really concerned with immediate reward it's all about the present moment and right now right like when you think of your cravings and urges it's always for right now right an urge is never for oh i just gotta look at porn next wednesday at seven o'clock right um it's right now and that's because that lower part of our brain is where that urge is stemming from and it's based on what it's experienced and learned in the past and where it's gotten dopamine hits from. Um, And so um, it says, I want it now, and it's a hurry, right? Our lower brain is really good at creating a strong impulse type of urge or craving or feeling in the moment, and um, it's really good for survival, right? It, It likes to seek pleasure. It likes to avoid pain. It likes to be energy efficient. A lot of our automatic thinking happens in this part of our brain, and that's a good thing. It, it's, uh, 
really helpful in so many ways, right? Um, and then the upper brain is where we we make the ultimate final decision with our upper brain, okay? Um, even though it can feel like the lower brain's in charge sometimes, we always sign off. We always have to sign off with our upper brain, okay? And that's our that's the part of our brain that makes us different than animals, as, and it's more the human brain, right? Um, this is where you can think about what you're thinking. You can uh, you can imagine things. You can dream things. I mean, like you can imagine things that you haven't experienced before, right? Um, you can make plans. Uh, this part of your brain is better at long term and your highest interest uh, and that kind of thing. And um, and so sometimes these two parts of your brain are at odds with each other. And so um, since it, I'm, I'm going to be talking about my dog, basically think of the upper brain in your head, in your noggin, as the dog owner, okay, or the dog trainer. And then the low, your lower brain is more like the dog, okay? So I'm going to share an experience from our first day with our new dog. And just keep that in mind. I'm the upper brain. He's the lower brain okay um so first day that we got him I've, I've been you know watching youtube videos i'm not an expert dog trainer guys i have so much to learn um but one of the trainers that i've been following he says it can be a nice ritual to train your dog to pause and sit before going through a port of entry or a doorway right or a gate and that when you train them to do this, then they stop and they pause, and then you give them permission to enter. And it's just kind of a way to train your dog. And it can be a useful thing to have them do for various reasons, okay? So I was like, okay, let's start that from day one. That'll be just one of the things that I focus on from day one. And he's eight months old, so he can handle some of this, right? And so I had high hopes and... Um, and he just like flipped out <laughs> he he kind of went along with it the first time and I sort of helped him and pushed gently on his backside just trying to have him do the sit thing and it's funny that I'm trying to teach him this big thing before I've even gotten sit alone down right so hindsight is really helping me here but I was like we're gonna teach him to sit and do this doorway thing and stay and wait for the permission all at the same time <laughs> and so I could have forced it, right? I could have said, oh, we named him Maverick, by the way. Uh, yes, we are, we've been influenced by the Top Gun movie, and yes, I'm okay with that, and yes, I really like watching Luka Doncic play on the Dallas Mavericks as well. Um, so Maverick, Mav for short. I could have said, you know what, Maverick, you should be able to handle this, right? You should really be able to do this by now, right? Uh, you should be further along in your training. You should be better at sitting at this point. Uh, I could have focused on that if I wanted, right? I could have said, nope, this is the only way. You've got to do it this way, and we're practicing it this way, and there's no other option. Um, I could have said, oh, maybe I just we just got one of the bad dogs. He must just be a bad one, right, <laughs> who, can't, who I can't teach. Um, and I just want you to think, like, these are the things that we tell ourselves about our own lower brain, right? Um, when you say it about a dog, it sounds more ridiculous. Uh, but then when we say it about our own lower brain, for some reason, it's, it passes much more easily through. Um, just because that's how we've learned. 
Uh, I could also have said, uh, just maybe it must, it, maybe it just isn't possible to train Maverick in this way. Like maybe we'll just have to stick with more basic things, right? He he just that's just not something available to him in that he can learn how to do in his lifetime, right? I could have gone there too, right? Or I could switch it up. I could say, all right, let's slow down. <laughs> just stop being in a hurry first of all okay by the way all these things i'm going to share next yes i've found them helpful with my dog this week and yes i've found them helpful with my own training of my lower brain because the way to sustainably quit porn is to retrain your lower brain to want porn less okay it's uh stated simply that's the way okay not the big willpower battle where we force it and battle our way through okay we're actually retraining our brain <laughs> So, um, so let's slow down and just focus on, on him learning that we're safe, right? Learning that he can be safe in this new place. He, he was already having a lot thrown at him. He'd been with his siblings and coming from a new place. He's been on a trip with the breeder all week in a foreign place, and then she brought him to us. And so he's, he's had a lot thrown at him. Um, so maybe we could just start by helping him learn to know that he's safe here in this new place, right? Because um, guess what, guys? Brains don't learn when they don't feel safe, okay? Um, and maybe we could just start with where he's at. Like, let's work on him approaching me and me approaching him and just putting the leash on without him flipping out. Like, let's just show him that that's okay. Just start with the basics, right? And while I'm doing this, I'm not telling myself he should be further along, right? I'm telling myself, you know what? He's a dog. He's right where he's meant to be. He's doing what he's been trained to do. And I don't just assume that he's bad, right? Because there's no such thing as a bad dog unless we train them that way, right? Um, that's how I see it. And I, it, it might be true with our lower brains too, guys. What if there's no such thing as a bad lower brain? And we've just learned to do it a certain way with them, right? And so um, I invite you to think about what actually works if you have experience or what you can imagine training a dog, right? And to invite more of that into your the own dynamic within your mind, between your upper brain and your lower brain, okay? Are you going to show up as the enforcer who doesn't meet the dog where he's at and has unreasonable expectations right off the bat or are you going to show up as the really effective dog trainer that just loves the dog for who he is sees nothing wrong with the dog being right where he is and meets him where he's at with things and te techniques and processes that work with how the dog's brain works and that are at his level with what he's learned so far right so we need to do this with our own brains when retraining and and while we do that, we can also maintain the idea that the way I do want to train him is still very much available and possible. I'm not giving up on that. I'm totally going to train him to do this thing through the doorways, right? It's just going to be later, and it's going to be in due process. So with your own retraining of your brain, just look at the dynamic, examine your relationship, and then how can you make it more like a loving dog owner? toward his dog 
um, when you're having your upper brain work with your lower brain in that way, right? That's my question for you. And um, if you're wanting help to understand more how your brain works and some practical ways to meet your brain where it's at and to that work really well for retraining your brain to want porn less, then reach out to me and let's do it. That's what I offer people, okay? Have a good one. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, I want to invite you to rate it and to share it with one or two people you think could also benefit. The podcast is available on all the platforms, wherever you like finding your podcasts. If you want more information on what I offer, go to dannypullman.com and make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. And remember, we're talking about porn, but this is about so much more than just porn.